cliffcentral.com. Welcome to Wedding Central. We are back and I am back from Italy and Woo-hoo. I'm in studio. I feel a little bit more comfortable today. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are here today with Johan. Um, I, I'm Carly de Villiers. Don't be in Tlapo. Who is my, my host with me. And we've got Johan from Gem Catering. Hello, Johan. Good evening. Oh, good afternoon, Good ladies. afternoon. It, must feel, it feels like evening here. It hey? feels like <laughs> a long, yeah. hell of a long day. It's always this season where we feel like the days are like 84 hours in a day. We wish we, even, we, wish we had 84 yeah. hours. In a yeah, day, to be honest only, with like you, it's like I have to sacrifice sleep or work. Like, yeah, what's either that? or. Yeah, what's, what's sleep? <laughs> what is sleep? Yeah, it's a dream. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about catering and the 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 all the important things to consider when it comes to your to choosing your catering, your catering styles. So, Johan, just tell us a little bit about what you do. All right, so we specialize in in mobile catering. What it means basically is we travel around to different sites, different venues, and we basically build and set up kitchens in the middle of nowhere and try and provide food for anything up to a thousand people, if it sure. needs be. Yeah. We haven't we, we haven't actually mentioned your business name. We've said he does catering. Da, da, da. What is your business name? Tell us a bit about how long the business has come about, why you've started um, Gem Catering. All right. Yeah, it's called Gem Catering. It was des- uh, started a few years ago, when I talk a few years ago, six years ago. Okay. We were three, three partners in the beginning, and uh, it was sort of the initials, the first letters of each one's name. It ah. came down to Johan, Esther, and Michiel. Uh-huh. Uh, it's now just uh, Johan and Esther. Okay. Esther sort of doing just a bit of the silent work on the side and right. a bit of the nice thing. Um, but when we started the company, we sort of wanted to start something that's a bit different and a bit unique. And when we actually put the names down and we saw Gem and we thought, you know, we actually want to create a gem. Mm. So let's add a bit of a twist to it. And we called it Gem with a J, mm. you know. And uh, from the word go, we started to try and do the um, more ex- non-exclusive but um, we got it. It's called gem exclusive catering, right? right. Um, and it's not a case of expensive exclusive. Yeah. It is that we try and treat every guest, every client, every wedding mm. as someone special, and right. try and design and specialize for something specific for them for for their wedding to yeah. make it unique. You yes, hundred percent. And and that's where the exclusive came from. So that we um, even the produce and everything we use, we try and do. Everything that's unique, anything that's nice, anything yeah. new, you know. Something what, specifically catered for that particular client. There we go. And, and, yeah. and that's what you want. And I think, um, Johan, from, from your side, a lot of people will, I mean, I've worked with you quite a bit and, uh, you did my wedding. Um, a lot of people look at, oh, yeah, um, gem exclusive catering is like this top end. And you do obviously do your very exclusive weddings, but you do fabulous weddings when it comes to the traditional weddings. I know the two of you are working on a traditional wedding, uh, this yeah, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you do, I mean, you do anything from a sit down casual lunch to an exclusive wedding. Is that right? Yeah. The big thing comes in, you know, in the beginning, I think when we started the company, we were very fortunate to, to have quite a few high end weddings on mm. the cards when we started the company. And it sort of created a stigma of people thinking that we are too, too expensive. Right. You know, right. so it took us some time to get it out to the public to understand, you know, the exclusive side doesn't really mean that you're going to pay a lot of money. Yes, not particularly and budget. We basically sit with a client uh, from a bridal shower all the way to, I, I want to say funerals, but we don't try and do funerals. <laughs> you know? um, but we sit and we try and design the menu not just to suit their style but also mm. to suit their budget right. you know so 
it's hard out there at the moment in South African economy, you know, and what we found is that, that you know, every bride still wants to have a special day. Mm-hmm. So provided for them with this, with the budget that they can work with, yeah, you know. Yeah. So if they've got a 120 rand a head budget, which is very little these days, but we'll try and make mm, it work, yeah. you know. And you try and guide your clients according to their budget, 100%. you know, so that they don't come with this expectations of – all grandeur, and then suddenly realize, but it's going to cost me a thousand rand a head. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm glad you actually realized the economy because, uh, I mean, you actually mentioned the economy because, I mean, if you go to, you know, pick and pay or Woolies now with five hundred rand, what do you actually walk I out know, with? Food is so darn expensive. <laughs> but somehow people think that for a wedding it's supposed to be cheaper for some yeah. reason. Yeah. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't, people think so, so. That expectation is, I'm sure, something you have to grapple with. Let's go. Let's go back now. If we, if you're at the beginning stages of you, planning your wedding. Um, let's look at verse, uh, caterers, um, dedicated caterers to that particular client versus a cater. And let's let's reword it. Sorry, external caterers versus um, venue caterers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the site that I don't like the most. Anyway, okay. Um, I think the, the difference between venue caterers and us is that I'm not stipulated or… Uh, an external. An external caterer. I'm not forced to stick to the guidelines. Right. Where a lot of venues, um, and it's big corporates, it's a big event, it's a big venue, and it's all run down the line, and they've got… A set menu that you yeah. choose A, B, or C, and yeah. they do small alterations. Mm. The difference, what we do is I try and sit with the bride and groom and say, what do you like? Mm. Mm. And then mm. start building around that. So yeah. because I don't have um, a set thing of a kitchen that needs to provide, I can start building every function very From unique on its own thing. So yeah. everything has a personalized twist. There we um, go. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I do find it's a huge struggle at venues where you have to come in and you have a client who's, you know, sometimes they've got the budget to go all out and create this entire experience yeah. for the guests or whatever. And they are not willing to budge mm. on the set menu that they've had for three, four, mm. eight years. And, yeah. and that's what you have to take. And, you know, they've got a set where it's the same recipe. It's Mm. I mean, there's some venues where the food is the same. Like, I'm tired. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm if just, we have to, I mean, everything. fill it and fill it and fill it yeah. every Saturday. I mean, I feel sorry for the, the photographers who are there every yeah, Saturday. It's Sunday. crazy. There's no change. There's no new flair, you know, with the with the menus. Yeah, the... I don't want to step on venues' toes, but sure. the thing comes in is, you know, I sit with a team of qualified chefs where a venue is very cost-effective and they need to yes. look at how to manage it good. So yes. they've got a menu mm. that the average cook on the street can, can cook, cook and produce because they do it every week mm. and they do it good and they do it very mm. nice and mm. it's effective and it's brilliant. Mm. But they don't have the knowledge to take it to the yeah. next level mm. because it's a cost thing. You know, mm. if I look at chefs pricing these days to, to employ proper chefs, they are expensive. Mm. Yeah. And so for us, the, the advantage is I work with a very co- small core staff group mm. and we bring in the extra hands yes. on a contract base, mm. you know, whereas your venues can't sit with that. They yeah. need to have the, and that's also a big thing, you yeah. know, so I've got a free reign of designing a menu mm. yeah. from a, a 10 course all the way to a spit bry, you yeah. know, where Whereas the venue is just mm. bound to almost what they mm. have got in stock. I mean, how many times in Tombi are you finding that your clients are saying, I want to do something different? And I mean, the trends are that, I mean, it has been around for quite a while. But I mean, here in Joburg, it's not, it's not 
a- we're not able to offer that to clients in terms of having food stations and you know dessert like bars a and whatever you know, bar, you know, yeah, like, like a an ex- bar or I mean, food is an experience. Yes. you know, it's just. It, it really, in terms of venues, they tend to limit clients. So, you know, t- take us through um, a, a couple that is maybe having an, like maybe getting married on a farm. Take us through what type of experiences you've been able to give the guests attending the wedding just when it comes to the food side of things. You know, farm weddings is actually quite nice because you sit with, uh, normally your guests that arrive is so much more laid back Mm -hmm. you know and there you can start from open fires you know where you actually create an atmosphere with your food stations you Mm. know you can do a full-on bruschetta tapas bar where guests come in and it's the whole mingle and feed themselves and help themselves around a food setup you know and when we talk buffet on a farm you know don't you don't talk about the normal um, stew and rice yeah rice rice, (laughs) rice. but you can do that as well and make it an experience you have to you know because if you go to a real Afrikaans farm wedding they want pompon cookies with their caramel sauce and they want you know so but it is how you present it and how you get the guest involved you know if you do a spit why hide the spit let the guest walk in and see the flames and see the meat you know how many people when you see a spit I mean we we experienced it a couple of weeks ago we're standing there and we're like can we just cut some off and then they've got the spit hidden away around the corner and yeah. When you want to see it, it creates that atmosphere, and that's what I love about having a caterer on site. You know, I'm moving more towards. Um, I, I love doing weddings that aren't at venues simply mm. because it allows my clients to give more to the guest in terms of experience. I mean, you can already sm- when there's a caterer on site, mm. you can already smell the food from mm. where you can already mm. start saying, mm, "I can't wait. It smells I mean, like we, this or it looks like that." We did a, a snack bar for a group of clients the other day, but we did steaks, so. It was a whole display of of raw cut meat mm. in front of the guest, and they're like, "Oh, I want to try a little bit of that." Yeah. And it goes on the flames. He's got five different toppings from Love you know it. your uh, Argentine chimichurri sauce, and there's everything that they want. Mm. And he takes a little bit, and he walks off. And ten minutes mm. later, he comes back, and he, mm. okay, put Something that else. on for me. The yeah, fire, yeah. you know, and that's what you want is that you know. Unfortunately, people are forced into tradition. Yes. And we are very traditional here. Coming back from yep. this luxury com- yeah. this summit makes me realize how stuck in our, our ways we are in South Africa. Not creative at all. It's like at least Cape Town, there is a little bit yeah, of Yeah, I mean, the venues in Cape Town have really given um, creative yeah, people the the the, the, the way to get yeah. um, and do creative things. And but you unfortunately, can go here we don't have. Yeah. You know, the the only problem is the more creative you get, the bigger the budget. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. This is true. unfortunately, we have to be not everybody has people the budget. are bound to to those budgets. Yeah. You know, and you. It's not something we like to talk about, but when you have a budget, stick to your budget type of scenario. Mm, that's all because, it is. And, and that is the biggest problem that we have in South Africa. Once you start bringing food stations, you want to start bringing that, the amount of staff you need to assist on the wedding mm. increases, you know, mm. so the, the skill the, level, the skill level yeah. has to get bigger, you yeah. know, and this is where, again, comes to venues. Where do you get the skill level suddenly to mm. maintain that? Yeah. Um, whereas, and I think in Cape Town, your, your market is just so much more high end. 100%. And they prepared to pay, pay. for yeah. the classy, yeah. call it classy, yeah. but, but for, for the nice experience. Mm. We're in, so, in Joburg, we sort of, we're in such a rush. All right, let's go for the wedding. I want A, B, and C. Right. Let's go. Mm. And, and then and they just end up settling. There we go. Um, I, I always say to, to my clients that, you know, you always need to te- uh, treat a wedding almost like buying a car. 
you know, when you're buying a car, you know where your budget limits are. Yes, you dream of a Ferrari and a Lamborghini, and, and but the truth is, you know that that's but not. But you part can buy a red car, you, you, a blue <laughs> one, and that's where the thing comes in. You can put I your personal it. touch yes, to 100%, the car. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. You can still customize it. There we go. 100%. So, so you, and this is where I think it's good for us is that I can sit with the bride and groom, and they say, "Yuan, listen, I want to do a spit bride, but." I want to add something to it. Mm. So we can add, because mm. we're doing it off-site and I'm not bound to anything uh, uh, for a venue, I can really go and create anything crazy that mm. I want to do for them. 100%. Here I am planning a wedding starting from scratch. What would you say, other than things that we like as a couple to eat, what would you say are particular considerations I need to take into, in, take into account when now planning a menu? Like what typical questions would you ask to plan this now menu? All right. The, the big thing is, and as much as we want to be creative, you also sit with a crowd of guests. Mm. You know, so if I have a couple that says, oh, we want to have duck, I say, guys, how many of your guests will actually eat duck? It, yeah. You know, so unfortunately, and Carly was mentioning fillet, fillet, mm. and fillet. It, it, it is, is the it safe, is the it's same the, option. It's this, you know, as much as you want to have warthog as a main course, how, how many, many of people? your guests will eat warthog? I know. Mm. You know. I mean, it's delicious, but I mean, at the it's end like of the day, the minute chicken or beef. Yeah. Chicken. <laughs> and this is and this is now where you have to go and you've got to take a fillet and you go, okay, how are we going to make this fillet? Mm. To look different mm. for the guests Because mm. unfortunately It's all about the presentation It's a presentation mm. but it's also your guest You've got to, as much as you want to have a spectacular wedding What is your guest going to eat? You know, 100%. Are you going to have people walk out and go want to go to a takeaway shop and yeah, eat something? Yeah, 100% And then what about, what's your opinion on plated or buffet? What do you think is the better option? More especially for weddings Okay, weddings I would definitely do uh, a plated main course, uh-huh. uh, what you call our dessert bars, where you got your small uh-huh. stuff, you know, mm-hmm. for guests to help themselves. Starter, you can either do either on a table as a nice uh, presentation for a, sort of a family so style on the yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would stick to plated purely um, as a presentation point of view, uh, the elegance that goes with the mm-hmm. plated. But then also if you know your crowd. Yeah. That is the big thing, you yeah. know. Um, we're doing a traditional wedding he knows his crowd, so I have to do a buffet because he says they're going to eat. Yes. So we've got to have the volume. And with a plated menu, it's not always um, volume. Volume, yeah. You know, it's more elegant and more yeah. uh, presentable. Where a buffet, once the first person is through a buffet, buffet is a buffet. <laughs> They're the but people that are going to get the, the presentation I part. think a lot of people, um, especially the men, they, they tend to shy away from plated because they're worried they're going to still, their guests are still going to be Stop. hungry. Yeah, but I'm Afrikaans. I know, but not. <laughs> and I feed my guests as if I'm Afrikaans. You know, and that's the big thing, you know, and this is where people must understand is once you specify it to your caterer or your venue yes. um, and say, you know, let's make sure there's enough you know so if we do a fillet i do a, about 220 mm. gram mm. to 250 grams of fillet per person that's excluding all your other trimmings and stuff that goes with it and that's a big fillet yes mm. that is what if they're still hungry after that plated 
What if somebody's still hungry? If you design the menu right, yeah, they won't they be hungry. Be. They shouldn't be. You know, and this is the the because I think that's a big thing for couples. They just think, okay, yes, okay, we have we actually designed our menu correctly. And what if our guests are still hungry? Then you bring in a cheese table, or you bring you yeah, uh, yeah. often a yeah. late night snack, snack or something that like little bori rolls or and mini gourmet pizzas or something like that, where your guests suddenly can can feed still themselves snack. again. Yeah, yeah. 100%. and this is where your dessert bars work nicely because now. Guests can come as they as they want to to help and themselves pick and pick mm. and come back and pick again. Yes, you know, you yes. build a nice big cheese table, but you do a whole the the classic French style. So there's lots of fresh breads and fruits and everything yeah, on the cheese, spreads. so they can mm, sort of. I shouldn't have come here. Yeah, you. there we go. <laughs> Problems, but <laughs> yeah. like we're talking now, this is what you need to do with the couple, mm. so that you can actually make them hungry when you actually design the menu, right? So that they. Actually, start thinking about the wedding yes. because you need to have them thinking on what we're going to do on the day yes, yes. so that you can design it. 100%. What about – and, you know, I still find myself in 2016 having to educate some of my clients about insisting on canapes. For some people, they say, no, we can just do water and juice during that time. And I say, absolutely oh, I not. I want to cringe. Absolutely not. You have got to feed your guests. Yeah. You know, the minute your guests go hungry, you've lost the entire wedding. They don't care. Yeah, just keep your guests fed and watered yes, and they will have yes. a job. I've got three things that I always say to couples. There's three items that's very important at a wedding. Food, mm. booze, and music. Mm. If those three things work... You've got happy guests. 100%. When your guests walk out happy, you had a good wedding. Mm. Guests don't see as much as people love flowers and mm. decor. They walk in and go, oh, it's beautiful. And they forgot because the first thing they can think of, what is next to eat? Their yes. stomach is rambling. Yes. And it's yes. like, okay. 100%. 100%. You know, when, when we say to couples, is you've got to always remember the plus one. And I always call them a plus one because a couple gets invited to a wedding. Normally, one of them knows the couple and the yeah. other one is the plus, plus one. one. Yeah. And He's probably had something on during the morning, so never had breakfast. Then suddenly oh, his yes. wife drags him to go to a wedding, so he That's never had right. lunch. Mm-hmm. So he walks in, and now there's a beer. So by 6 o'clock, he's, he's very tipsy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> And you end up with a drunk wedding instead yeah. of having guests that's enjoying yeah. it. You know? so, yeah, yeah. But again, it's the communication between how you handle your couple beforehand so that they actually decide to go for uh a canapé or a cheese table to mm. start the evening. Uh, you know, you don't need mm. to do canapés, but you mm. can do a cheese table mm. to yeah. start the afternoon with. 100%. So, you know, we're talking about designing your menu and it's all great feeling the taste buds and, you know, my juices mm. are, the juices of my mouth is like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure that is what your couples experience when you start talking about a menu. Does... Would you recommend that a couple do a tasting and do they experience a little bit of what their guests are going to experience on the, on the night? Because really a lot of the guests, a lot of brides don't actually experience any of their food. Yeah. (laughs) Brides don't eat at a wedding. So that's why we say come for a tasting. Yeah. Okay. Um, The big thing why we want to do tastings is because how I see food and how I cook could be completely different than what you see it. You know, Mm. so we can have the chat and we can discuss the menu and you go, Oh, that sounds great. Mm. But in your mind, you've got a red sorbet on and I've got a green one. So when Mm. I put it down, you go, Oh my God, this is not what I wanted. You know, so that's where we say a tasting is very important. And for us, you know, we've been in the industry for a while. There's no ease and graces. You tell me if you don't like it and we change it. You know, I've got no ego to boost. Yeah, you can't take it personally. I think as, as couples, it's something that 
I can encourage so much. If you're not happy with something or you're at a tasting or you're at a mock-up with your florist, speak up. Speak up. You have Don't to. be worried that you're going to offend them. Mm. I promise you we've been through worse. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is we do it for a job. You, you know, if you think of yourself at work and your boss says yeah. this is wrong, please redo it. You're not going to like be all up in no. your feet. It's your job. This is what we Talk. do for a living. I, you know, it drives me insane when somebody will say, oh, I love this. And, you know, when we do the, the table day call. And then tomorrow the email comes in and can we change this? You know what? We could have changed it then. then, And now we have to now sit and do another eight, nine hours of creating this beautiful table. And I'm sure with your food, it's a a lot of time. Exactly the same, you know, and this is why we try and force the guests to come to my kitchen site. We've got a small tasting Mm -hmm. room there so that if you want to change, I've got the kitchen available at my back and we can quickly tweak and and show you a few mm, options mm. whereas if i have to come to your house or to a venue to do a tasting you're sort of bound to what you've packed you yeah. know and you mm. sort of lay it out and it's normally cold because normally people are not on time these days yeah. in yeah. south africa <laughs> so every, Schoberg, it's the traffic, traffic. <laughs> rain let, let it yeah. rain so yeah. we need some more but yeah. not this weekend not this weekend please <laughs> can, can come after five yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so for me tasting is really important because it, it brings what we spoke about at your first meeting um, and how we envision it on Mm. a table, Mm. you know, and then the couple can actually see, wow, okay, there's going to be enough. Mm. Um, I wanted to move over to African weddings. Can I ask one more question when it comes to the tasting? Um, What what should a couple expect at a tasting? Like, do they have, does everybody have a full meal? No. So, So what we do is we give you a guideline of my, say, We're going to do five canapes at your wedding. We'll give you two or three to give you an idea on how it looks, Mm. what our way of serving it is and presentation, and we discuss all the other ones, Mm. you know, so it gives you an idea. Starter, normally we do, depending on on how many guests come to the tasting, but we try not to go more than six people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's normally the bride and the groom and the two parents. once there's too many people, there's too many opinions. Yeah. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And opinions <laughs> yeah. don't work. So we'll do maybe two or three <laughs> starters and then throw a separate starter in as a uh, see what else we can do. Yeah. You know, okay. sort of look at the, 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 the day of the, of the month and whatever so that we can design something more seasonal maybe. Mm-hmm. And then on main course as well, two or three so that the guests can share and taste, taste around it, you know. And same with dessert, maybe two or three just to give them an idea of what is out there. But yeah. you shouldn't come to a tasting and expect a meal. A, uh, expect a yeah, meal. people yeah. think it's like, oh, we're going for lunch. You know, some, some venues, you, you, we do know that right. some venues will have an experience evening yeah. where the, 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 um, the kitchen will then prepare a whole meal, but you're not the only one there. Mm. There's a number of other people getting married, yeah, and that's quite—it's quite—it's yeah. quite nice for them if they've chosen to go a venue option yeah. route. That's that's a nice thing about a venue because mm. they've got a set menu that mm. they can sort mm. of present, and you can go and choose A, B, or mm. C, and you've got an idea. Mm. But for us, every wedding, every client is specific. Mm. You know, everything is unique, so, tailor made to yeah, that couple and their personality. So we can't really go and say, "Come over, guys, uh, we're doing it." <laughs> we're toast. having the whole <laughs> wedding. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, uh, no. Okay, now we. Can go to African weddings. Our okay. favorite, hey? Okay. <laughs> <coughs> um, is there is there a huge difference in the approach to catering for an African wedding and catering for 
any other wedding. Yes. Okay, what is that? Please difference? tell Take me about through. this because I mean I've experienced a little bit of it in the last couple right. of uh, weeks. But <laughs> there is a massive difference in the culture side because mm. you know traditional weddings, you know how I see cause of food and how you see it is completely different. different. So you've got to sit with the client. It's mm. same as when you go to India. You know you get a rogan josh from the northern part, from the southern part. Each one is different. Mm. You know, so every mama has made her own machau, mm. um, and the way I'm going to make is. It's completely different. So when we work with traditional weddings, we try and work very closely to what you can remember Mm. and how you would like it. You know, and that's where we sort of take a step Mm. back and say, all right, what do you want? Mm. How do you want it to taste? And we start building around it. Mm -hmm. And it's really also when you look at a traditional wedding, um, how much tradition do you want in Mm. the menu? Mm. Do you want the whole menu Mm. or just an uh, element. element. Yeah, oh. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, especially in Johannesburg, a lot of traditions tend to die. No. Unfortunately. And Tombi, a lot. African. Yes, compared to when you had to go back home and have get married at, in the, you know, in the village. I, or, don't, I don't particularly Well, agree. they don't understand what the traditions are until they start, the family starts implementing the traditions. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. I think the traditions, um, don't die, but the traditions are now more of a choice. Okay. So I don't think yeah, they, so they maybe have died. Then, yeah. yeah I, I don't think they've died. I think, um, especially when you are going through the actual elements, there's some yeah. things that are no compromise or whatever, but there's some things that families will discuss and say, Oh, but we don't have to. Okay. Yeah. So it's well, more th- of a maybe choice. that's what I'm yeah. understanding. Yeah. That's what, how I'm seeing it. Sure. Sure. Okay, and then do you do you if they had to slaughter like and Tombi's getting married uh, or yes. she's having her yes. traditional wedding soon? Um, we don't know when yet. Eh? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I shan't <laughs> tell the nation on the radio show when I'm getting married. It's not an open invite. I'm hoping, please, Jesus, yeah, that, me. that is the one negative part of our yes, traditional yes, weddings. How do you yeah. cater for the numbers? Simply because we don't, especially the traditional weddings. You it's can't very, say no for any guests. And and the food is such a crucial part. Rather people. Don't sit down. Mm. But the minute somebody leaves without eating, it becomes such a huge hullabaloo. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you manage that? Part? I think you need to then be very straightforward to your your, your cat- mm. not your caterer, but also for me as a caterer to mm. your your client, so that they know if they're expecting two hundred guests, how much more do you want to pay? Mm. Because I'm not going to just bring in food mm. for in case, yeah. but. Um, as we're doing one this weekend, and I think we're catering for a hundred extra guests. Mm. Just to play it safe. So in total, you're yeah, looking at... Yeah, it blows my mind. Hey? It, it is. Ex- <laughs> I mean, we, we were very fortunate enough to do one of the uh, deputy president's wedding. And it was said to us, you know, you've got to make sure there's enough food. Because if there's someone significant that wants to join, yes. it's, he's allowed to join. Yes. You can't turn him away. Oh so that is in the communications, in the initial meetings. You've got to stipulate it so that you make sure that the the client knows he has to pay for extra mm. because I can't make a plan on the, on day. the day because normally all traditional weddings is off-site. It's yeah. not at a venue or something. Mm. So it's at the home. It's at a home um, and you've got to make sure that there's enough food when you in start, mm. you mm. know, mm. and we don't mind. You were asking about slaughtering. Yes. What if you cook? Do you cook it? I'm going to be there for Ntobi slaughtering. <laughs> yeah, I'm the first like, one there. I'll be like, wait for my mlungu. She's just coming. <laughs> I can't Give me wait. A <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like. It's not as bad. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah, no, it's, not it's not as bad. bad. Yeah. The, the only problem Does when you. No. 
it's not a, it's not a uh, what is it a, a thriller movie or horror it's not a bloodshed on the walls and, yeah, it's not, it's not like that over kind over of a party your attire no, 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 no. it's actually very clean and quick and, uh, okay and, yeah, cool I'm very excited about this yeah you know that's the that's the negative thing um, a lot of places won't allow it yeah you know, so if but you it's go, part of a culture. I know, but you can't sit and do that in an estate <laughs> and then expect your neighbors to be happy about right. it. You the know? SPCA so, coming around. Yeah, like, you know, right. so, um, the, Have you had that? I'm, I'm yet to, in my life, attend. And I've attended quite a few um, traditional <laughs> weddings with slaughtering and stuff. And we've done it at estates and we're yet to run into like SPCA, SPCA or issues or whatever. Is it a real thing or was it just like a joke? Oh God, we're going to get SPCA on our, on, our, on our next. Which eh? is fine. I've got Four dogs, SPCA, relax. <laughs> Just no, I relax. Think, I think it's really on, on how you communicate again to your mm. neighbors, you know, mm. so that the people, you know, everything in life is about communication. Yeah. You know, if you clear it with your, with your, right, with your neighbors, neighbors, then it's all sorted. Yeah. The only problem we have with that is we don't know what the quality of meat is that mm. we need to cook yeah. on the day, you know. And this is true. It's, you know, I always say to my <laughs> clients, when, when, there's, when there's something that's been slaughtered, I always say we have to hire a fridge on the day of slaughtering yeah. because I don't want the because it sits out right. Once yeah. it gets sorted, oh it gets God. chopped into pieces. And I always usually say, um, you know, my recommendation is for the family to take the bits that are necessary because there's okay. certain parts of the animal that yeah. they need. Why would you slaughter? Then, okay, Why just, would you let me finish? Okay, okay, okay. I'm just so excited it's about all this. good, all good. <laughs> So, so I always say, let the family take the bits and pieces that they need, chop up the the, the animal, because the first thing you need to do is actually hang the pieces so that the blood comes out. Yeah. But that needs to happen in a fridge because you have. I mean, imagine this heat wave. Would you hire this like walk-in fridge? You've yeah, have you have you have to fridge. hire it, and you have to have the hooks there. And that's the thing. Sometimes people hire a fridge without the hooks, and now how is and that going to help? And who hangs this thing up? Anyone can, and that's why the. Th- but the thing but is, you, you need never to ask. The planner have to do it, eh? No, I mean, my little self can never carry that much Big meat. Thing. Yeah, oh I did. God. No, but you can <gasps> direct the guys, and it literally is just a hook that they put in the piece of meat, and then they, they hang it onto the rod. Yeah. yeah, and the and the blood needs. So the problem is that people might hire a fridge, not have the hooks, and now the meat is still going to be spoiled because there's nothing that's coming out of it, or whatever the case is. Uh. So it's, a, and I always say when people do it. Speak to your caterer. Ask them what needs to happen to this meat. After I always also say, if they're not willing to do the fridge story, take the pieces that you need and send it to a butcher. Yeah. Get somebody to come and collect. Is that an arrangement that you usually? You can you can do that because for for me to to have those big chunks, you know, you're gonna need to have a meat saw mm. to 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 yes. turn it into stewable yes. portions. You yes. know, um, so I would even go as small and say, listen, guys, I know you will normally do a, a cow. Do a goat or do something smaller yes. that your wastage on that part is not that big. Mm. And then you provide meat that's already been hung, already yes. been cut and portioned uh, for, for your stews and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and sometimes it really is a it's, a, it's a matter of tradition where they say, no, it has to be a cow or whatever. And they'll say to me, oh, Dumbi, we're going to we're going to slaughter four cows. I'm like, no, 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 no. The tradition calls for one. Let's slaughter one and let's get the other three done by somebody like the, in terms of the amounts of meat yeah. that you actually need. Because they say, okay, it's a thousand people, whatever. Let's slaughter four. Ca- Whoa. Let's do the one for the tradition. You know, and if you think about it, it's sometimes more expensive mm. to go and buy the four cows. Mm. You know, so buy the one and mm. say to me, Johan, sure. let's make a stew and, right. and I'll get the tripe in for you right. and I'll get the, the What does a cow cost? It can cost anywhere from 10,000 to like to 20, 30, yeah. 40. And is it one of the cows that you would have been given in your labola process? No, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's just a separate cow. So depending on the tradition, sometimes. And who people, pays for that? 
uh, the bride's family or whoever's actually slaughtering because just this past weekend I did um, the ceremony where they were welcoming the bride so I was on, uh, I was doing stuff for the groom's family okay. but even then we slaughtered a cow so okay. um, it's essentially whoever's catering for that uh, day okay, okay. will have to pay for 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 the for the livestock because you can have up to three different traditional weddings yeah you know mm. the his the side the family side mm. um, so yeah you know I, I I would say if you need to slaughter slaughter one and get it sent off to A and butcher. get it yeah and get that meat turned into um, Family packs that you can give to family mm. members the yeah. next day as a gift, okay. and let your caterer and that's come very in important what he's mentioned mm. because you know they they always say you know when, especially if you have people that are coming from far from mm. the wedding, they must go back home showing that they come from a wedding. Yeah. They need to have some meat and some cakes and yeah. some you know kombuti yeah. and you know because packs I mean you've mentioned before you know like with with African wedding catering that you're always worried that somebody's going to be sick after the wedding. And yes, because I'm worried about the conditions, and maybe Johan can take us through this. People don't realize. That you know Food cannot sit out And I'm always worried About number one Cleanliness Because mm. you know You have Especially when it's like The aunties from like The society And the moms And the whatever <laughs> helping They don't wear hair nets They don't You know They keep everything open There's flies or, It's just It's oh Because I always say If you walked into Any restaurant And you saw the food Sitting out like that You, you would it. have a problem with it no. And why are we Supposed to accept yeah. it in, in, in that What What is your feeling About the prep And the site Around where you need to work For a traditional wedding So if I do a traditional wedding like what we're doing now, 90% of the work gets done in my kitchen. Mm. And it comes through to the site. Because your site is normally uh, – there's not enough um, – Fridge space, so we mm. come in with fridge trailers and all of that to mm. keep whatever's okay. cold, and you finish off the food when it's needed, mm. so that you don't sit with food because your guests arrive two hours late. Yeah, uh, that's my sitting people. in this. My people, <laughs> no, it's guys. not just your people these days. I think it's a whole South African <laughs> disease. Doesn't matter who you are. Um, you know, so I, I honestly think you know if you do a traditional wedding um, purely because. We're in a society these days where a traditional wedding can have an array of different uh, cultures of people coming to the traditional side of the wedding mm. because people's friend circles have grown yeah. and everything has grown. Colleagues so I would say, you know, if you do it, get a proper caterer, mm. you know, to make sure your, your health and safety standards is done mm. properly. You mm. know, tripe is tripe, you know, you can cook it properly but if you leave a tribe standing outside mm. in the sun it's so within sensitive. five minutes mm. it's covered so with flies mm. but let's talk about that like this health and safety thing how can can anybody just prepare food no, I mean that's just not. something you, you know, know so we call it a COA as a mm-hmm. certificate of acceptability mm-hmm. as a venue or a caterer you need to have that mm. uh, where your premises gets inspected on but how what? does it get inspected? Oh, where you're preparing where your food? Where you prepare the, kitchen, the food, yeah. yeah. See, and then the risk factor comes in when I travel off-site, mm. you know. And that's why I say you try not to do too much on the site so that your food can stay… The quality. And yeah. doesn't get contaminated. Yeah, 100%, 100%. You know, another issue that I have… Oh, sorry, doll. Mm. Um, another thing that I always say with, with African weddings and why I always insist that let's go with a professional caterer. They know how to handle any crisis that comes up with traditional weddings. The problem with traditional weddings is we can only plan, and we all know in the industry, you can only plan so, so much. much. The rest we're going to just have to play it by ear mm. on the day. Mm. I don't care who says what. We just have to mm. make sure we've got, now you have the mamas and the aunties and mm. so forth cooking and stuff happens and now there's nobody that can, can assist mm. with any crisis yeah. or, or, or anything that comes up. Um, certain things that I'm speaking about maybe in particular is, 
Number one, the amount of buffet stations and setting up a buffet station and serving. What are things that somebody needs to consider in terms of, I've got this African wedding now, other than the food, what else can I expect when I'm working with a professional caterer that I might not have thought of if I got my mom or my family to cook for us? You know, when we when we set up this uh, a traditional thing, I try and split the buffets up into three different areas. Mm. So you've got one which has got your sort of your starches and your pup and your guinas and all of that, mm. uh, where the slower guys can come and can, can pick up. Then you've got your meat section where the madalas can walk and he can grab a piece of chicken and he can go stand mm. in the corner and nibble. So he's not blocking the road. And you've got to have to make sure that your whole buffet is accessible from all, all sides, sides, you know. Mm. And unfortunately, you know, you sort of are also bound to what, what your space is. Mm. But normally to try and have a buffet station per 100, 150 guests, yes. you know, if you've got 300 uh, dual sides mm. split it up so that some uh, of the the older ladies can come and get a salad and a bread roll first and mm. then come back again um, and you 've got to try and space it so that guests can help themselves yeah. you know and not have these enormous queues running to to keep them you know, yeah. because that that 's going to affect your 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 guest experience yeah yeah what about which is my look i 'm even getting goosebumps because it <laughs> makes me so angry um Waiters, staff, <laughs> staff to assist at a traditional wedding. I mean, you know, the, the general consensus, I know, let me not generalize too much, but a lot of the times you have clients who have an African wedding mm. who refuse to pay for staff. They are just anti the movement and they say, my young cousins will do uh, it. I, we, 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 had an, we had an experience a couple of weeks ago and it literally the caterer had... I think it was her family, all her kids coming her to help. Kids or her kids just setting friends. up the food, and and we're talking about people that are like sixty kids, and, and the, they were the set up set up staff for the the buffet station Those and the clearing. We don't work with anybody unless they're professional staffing company mm. Mm. or. But why people. is that important? At the end of the day, it is people that I work with. Mm. It's people mm. that I can trust. It's people that I know. If if everybody comes and say, "Oh, I've got an auntie that will do the dishes." 400 plates how much is, is a different ball game all you know? together and, and you know the truth of the matter is as much as you say yes I've got an auntie that can do the plates I can guarantee you on the day of the wedding she'll be joining nobody in the party. Is, play, is doing the plates yeah. nobody and I mean it's also it comes down to most of the times you've hired every piece of cutlery every piece of crockery yes. your glasses you cannot turn you know higher the, you the waiters the, spooning their all the knives and forks into the bin if they're not pro- professional they're going to do that yeah. you know for, for us it's very important you know I've got a whole list of cleaners that comes through because everybody will say oh no I've got friends that will clean no they can't clean they're no. right. you you know, for 500 people, you're looking at 1,500 glasses to start with, mm. and every person uses a glass about eight times. So, this is true. Like it's 4,000 glasses that needs to be washed <laughs> on the night. And I promise you, there's nobody that's willing to do it. Nobody is going to wash. I don't care. No, no, because they're going to join the party at the end of the they're day. They're also yeah. attending the wedding. Yeah. There's no family member that wants to be involved in the, in the mechanic. They'll all commit. I promise mm. you, they'll say, yes, we'll do it. Yes. But come the wedding and the singing starts, that's it. You know, it's hard for us to even control our contract staff because they feel they want to join in the party. <laughs> Never mind to control a cousin or an auntie, you know. So, and I mean, there is a lot of waste that goes on after a wedding. I mean, I'll never forget the day after our wedding where we we got married on a field, and the next day you think, "Oh my God, who's going to remove all this rubbish?" Mm. And it was. T- 
tons and tons of we ended up mm. having to last minute get somebody a refuge removal company to come and clean. And you you don't understand the until the end, like how much, how many bottles and all the oh. smells and. Uh. You know, if you if you think about it, you know, just just look at. Let's work on a round figure. So it's a hundred guests, and each person has three drinks. Mm. So three yes. bottles of beer. So it's three hundred bottles. You know, mm. it's a lot of bottles. It's a lot. It's and, a lot. you know, then suddenly um, you start adding all the other kitchen scrap mm. and the rubbish from the bars and the pipers and all of that. Mm. You need it's a skip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you need, you need a, a skip. skip. Yeah. You know, if you've got a venue, a different story mm. because they've got it. It's they've all worked their, in. You yeah. know, it's just a system that goes. But once you go to a, a off-site, aunties and cousins and nephews and nieces. Are, are and the last thing they work. want to be doing is cleaning up the next day. <laughs> it also makes it hard for us, you know, the, the people that are working the farm, because how are you going to put pressure on family? You mm. can't say, listen, men, hurry up. We need to get this out. Yeah. Look, if they want to listen to a speech till the end, they are going to listen, listen to the it, end. Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Um, and then my last thing that I wanted to ask um, is about temperature control and buffet regulations. Again, you know, with I don't know if it's general because a lot of my clientele is African. But a lot of the times we say lunch is going to be served at two, but lunch is served an hour, two hours. How long can something actually sit? Because sometimes I always struggle to explain to my clients that for me to be ready, number one, I'm going to need time to set up the buffet. Mm. But once the food is on there, I really do just want to start serving because the food cannot sit on a buffet no. because it goes off. It yeah. goes bad. You can't we, it. We work on about an hour and a half for a buffet maximum mm. and then I clear. And that is the problem, you know. So we will try. Obviously, if, with lids on and yeah, everything. Mm, so mm. if we if we do a traditional wedding, um, we will not. Um, <laughs> we will not. No, no, no. I'm trying to think. We will not put food out until you let me know we are ready to eat. Mm. Because once we've put it in the bain marie's, mm. the temperature drops, you know, because a bain marie can only keep it at a certain yeah. temperature, temperature mm. you know. And, you know, I will rather add, add, add little to the buffet as the guest gets yeah. more and more yeah. than to sit with a big waist. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I've heard a, I've heard a lot. Oh, my gosh. Like couples will say, there's so much food left over. Can't we take it home? No, no takeaways. Why? Purely because tell what, us, tell us, okay. tell us. Now what happens is up until that point I have controlled the food mm. in all aspects. Mm. Now you forget it's in your car. Mm. You go join the wedding. It's outside. It's hot. It's in the in the in, in a packet on your back seat. Now you go to the after party. Tomorrow morning your kid comes and goes, Oh, what's this? He opens up and he starts eating it and mm. he's sick. Who gets blamed? Mm. I do. Mm-hmm. So So that applies to anybody in I mean, even at venues. They say, no. Oh, but there was so much food left over, can't we have it in no. takeaways? I give it to risk. charity. I give it to charity because I can control so once I get back to my kitchens I see what is usable, what is not usable. That that I can still use, I use that and get it ready for, for uh, a charity where I either turn the stews and the veggies combine it into a soup and freeze it and off we go we can give it to a charity and at least feed an extra amount of people mm, with, yeah. with leftovers um, I, we don't take the risk no I, I completely understand and, and it's know, a huge risk it's a, it's a huge risk it's the same uh, you know and people don't don't understand what risk and if you get to, you can literally get very ill I mm. see you I mean you can literally almost die mm. from from eating food yeah, that's gone the, the problem comes in you know people immediately also going to turn around and say oh it's a caterer um, and then I mm. sit with the reputation mm. of, 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 my of making people, people sick. sick. Mm. And meanwhile, 
it was not on the day. It mm. was the next day that mm. the person mm. ate it. But they're going to look at the food and say, well, it'll come from you. Yeah. you know, and that's why we, we're very strict on that. You know, if there's a cupcake left or something like that, I say, take it. Because yeah. once it's dry, it's dry. No kid will eat it. He, <laughs> wants, the, he wants the juicy one. But if there's, a, if there's a bit of stew or chicken that's been left, someone will eat it. Yeah. And yeah. if it's been hot and outside, it's not going to be good. 100%. My next question is, do you ever struggle with, do you ever struggle, especially with African families, do you ever struggle with the whole thing of who buys the groceries? Why I ask, sometimes people <laughs> insist, the family will say, right, it's fine, don't be, we'll go with your caterer, wonderful, wonderful, we want to buy the groceries, or whatever the case is. Um, why that must be the hardest thing for you to let go if you even do let go. No, we don't let go. Yeah. 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 But, you know, why, but why is it important? And I'm for the not letting go. Yeah. Um, because, you know. And you know everything is bought last minute as well. Yeah, and also, you know, people leave it for last. Mm. You're going to run out of money, mm. and then you go, you're, you said to him, 400 people, you buy stuff for 200 people, but he must still somehow Make like it work. suck it out. No. Yeah. And, and, you know? This is, and that's one of the main reasons why we don't let go. And that, mm. you know, even if people say, oh, my, my uncle's got sh- uh, a sheep farm and he'll provide mm. me with two lambs, I'm mm. going to, no, thank you. Mm. I will bring my own lambs. Mm. I know my mm. butcher. Yeah. I know where I get it. I know what weight I need. Mm. You know? Mm. Um, they go, yeah, it's a 20 kilogram lamb. Yes, but 20 kilograms lamb. Take it off the bone. It's only ten kilos, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've, after the wedding that we had a couple of weeks ago, I've put it in my contract that we will not do your wedding if you have not got a caterer that we know what their their standard is. Um, because the thing is, at the end of the day, the people are not seeing the caterer in the background. 100%. I, as the planner, am standing there, and people have not been fed. Yeah, and it's my brand at the end of the day, and it's it looks it looks terrible on the on the guests, but you're still doing. Yeah. All the and you have, yeah, and you have people that have sat there mm. for four or five hours, and now you can't feed them. And I, mean, and I just, you, you just say, do? I'm sorry, you know, yeah, <laughs> what no, can 100%. I do? And then you say, oh well, I didn't cook the food, well, and it just you don't want to play the blame game either. We did a traditional wedding about a year ago, and we were asked to do the canapes and starter, and the dessert. But one of the family friends will do the main course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at a venue, Gosh. and we sort of, the venue agreed to it, and we came in, we did the starter, we did the canapes, and we stood around. Eventually, my team had to get involved because half an hour before main course, the fish was still frozen in the boxes. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, and, and that's the problem we have. My team work on a specific time order, mm. and there's proper time management, and things are prepared mm. before we arrive so yes. that we can finish off at your wedding. Yes, 100%. Whereas, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, aunties has done it for 50 people maybe. 100%. And there's no time frame. There's no pressure on, on making it work. Mm. But if you've got bands and everybody and you've got a timeline to keep mm. – You've got to yeah, have someone yeah. that knows what they're doing. Yeah, and I and, and I and I hate to say it, and you know, black people don't kill me. My issue is that also, you know, with the with the with the mamas and the aunties and stuff, they are so used to being late that yeah. they are they are under no pressure to change it's it. It's the norm. As much as you try and you mm. you know you run as close to on time as you possibly can. If the food's not ready, there's nothing I can do. We yeah. have to wait for the food. And and because they're so used to it, they just say, "No man, they'll eat when they eat." And it's so yeah. and and those are parts you know and I agree with you. I've put it also in my contract for traditional weddings. Um I'm I'm not and budging not with being, the caterer and it's I'm not, not you budging being It's really not you being a difficult person. It's just we have seen it all. We have we, experienced we 
experienced it. We know it. better. We know, you know it it's, better. And we don't want you to mm. waste money, your guests to be unhappy and it to be a bad experience. You've got to trust us because we've been through it all before. You know, the other thing is also, you know, when I go do shopping, we do bulk shopping. Mm. So I'll probably get it at a better price than what you're going to get 100%. it at Pick and Pay. Yes. So, you know, let me do it. Mm. You know, mm. as I'm saying, this wedding we're doing on the weekend, there's about a kilogram of meat per person mm. because I know you need to have enough. So, mm. yes, I'm taking a risk of making too much food, mm. but I'm sitting with a function where I know they can have more than enough. People, yeah. And that's what yeah. you want to do. You mm. know, you want the guest, even if I do tripe or uh, maguinhas or whatever, I want people to walk around and go, damn, Jim Catering has done a bloody good job. job yes, you know, and yes. that's what you still want mm. to get to. You know, it doesn't matter if it's traditional or Indian or mm. uh, Western, whatever your wedding style mm. is, you want guests to walk away and go, Damn, I want to try yeah. them. Next time when I've got something, I'm going to try them. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I mean, it's, it, it is. The food is such an important part of Crucial. a wedding. And, Crucial. you know, it you, can make or break it. it. Exactly. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what's mm. going on. If they were hungry, they You've will remember the that day in and day out for the rest of their lives. Oh, 100%. I was hungry on that wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and thank you so much for joining us. And Tommy, is there anything else you want to ask? I mean, there's yeah. so much we can I mean, talk about. Yeah, oh, my it's, gosh. It's just something I'm so passionate about. Yeah. And I feel like people focus a lot on day. You know, even as a yeah. planner, I would, and, and I, would ra- well. yeah, I, I would rather skimp on the decor and make sure that the food mm. is enough and tastes good and, you know, the experience of the food. What would your words of advice, this is somebody who's planning by themselves, they don't have a plan or whatever. If you could meet them today and give them advice about planning their wedding, maybe particularly about the food, what would you say to them? You know, as I said earlier, you know, guests walk into a venue and they go, it's beautiful. But they forget it immediately Mm. because then the function starts. Mm. Make sure that your guests are fed Mm. um, from canapes, from arrival, Mm. all the way through. Make sure there's enough food. People Mm. remember the way you made them feel. That's it. You Mm. know, when you remember your grand and you walk into the house, you could smell cookies. You could Mm -hmm. smell ginger beer. That reminds me, fresh baked bread. Bring people's memories back Mm. with a wedding, you Mm. know. Um, if your family is, I'm going to go Afrikaans, bring an element in that people go, damn, I haven't mm. had this for a while. Mm. If you had a mm. traditional wedding, bring something in that people go, oh, mm. you know, I can't believe it. A, a caterer did this, but yeah. this is, and this is what you need to do as you know, you've got to, um, it's like I say, when you do dessert, Make it very sweet mm. because dessert is about indulgent. It's mm. not about just, oh, I want a, a low-fat creme brulee. No, damn it. You want, yeah. you want a creme brulee. <laughs> you want to add Push some extra boundaries. on your hips. But yes. that's what it's Open a, the button of your pants. <laughs> there we go. And, and, and for me, that's what a wedding is all about is mm. to, to actually uh, stir a bit with emotions and feelings mm. so that you walk out and go, oh. This was good. Yeah. You know, told me it looks like you're gonna cry. No, it's such a great I thing. I know. To, like I've just, never thought of, of of food evoking emotions. It, it, is, and it when is. he mentions things like fr- fresh baked bread and cookies, it is. You know, when you remember I mean, when we do, you know, we do yeah. dessert tables and you know, normally dessert smells like nothing. Mm. But when you add cinnamon candles yeah. and you do some star anise in bowls next to it and coffee beans, people walk to the dessert table like, and go, oh, oh it smells mm, good. Mm. Yummy. Yum, yum. Yeah. Even if the desserts are not smelling, but yeah. you create the aroma and you awaken the senses. That's just, mm. that's, that's, you see, he's even advised me. That there is, we go. Yeah, no, tell me I'm something. hungry now. No, I'm girl, so hungry. Girl, I think I must go eat. There's some takeaways <laughs> down the road. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
exciting. What everybody always do. <laughs> oh, but, but Johan, thank you, know, you so much. Yeah. It was no, so it's a pleasure, awesome. ladies. We are, we're, our tummies are, are, are rumbling now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming to chat to us. Yeah. And we hope we've, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast and thanks for joining us. Yeah. Keep up with the conversation on social media. Give us a hashtag Wedding Central and we'll find you. Um, engage with us on our Facebook page as well as our Instagram. We look forward to next time. Cliffcentral.com